Hello there, old and new friends. Welcome to Divine Musing, episode 20, Food Poisoning. I am Destiny Rambo Corey, and I am so thankful that you have joined me for this journey into scripture, literature, poetry, and prayer as we view them through the light of transformation and growth. Here's something I've been thinking about lately. We begin with a quote from Greek philosopher Epictetus. If you would cure anger, do not feed it. Say to yourself, I used to be angry every day, then every other day, now only every third or fourth day. When you reach 30 days, offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving. My older sister Dion has been a hero of mine for so many reasons. Uh, She's 10 years older than me almost to the day, and so much of the woman that I am today came from seeds that she planted. I'll never forget this one time I was about seven years old and she picked me up from school and she was driving. She had this super cool bright red convertible and she rolled up to the school with the top down on the car and she had the scarf wrapped around her head and these big old sunglasses and she looked like Audrey Hepburn. And I think for the first time ever, the kids in school that bullied me thought that maybe I might be a little bit cool if I had a sister who would come, you know, rolling up to pick her little sister up from school looking like a rock star. Um... I'll never forget that moment. Um, So many of the musical influences that have shaped who I am as a vocalist and as a pianist and as a songwriter came from rides in that car or from her taking me to Barnes and Noble and buying me what she called inspiration CDs. Her musical repertoire is broader than just about anyone that I know. And she would show me things to try to spark my creative fire. Even though most of what she showed me wasn't technically Christian, uh, I knew I could trust it because I could trust her. When I was in my early teens, Dion moved to the Big Apple to pursue a career in acting. She was phenomenal. She landed one of the lead roles in this musical called Smoke on the Mountain at the Lambs Theater, and night after night was just wowing audiences with her vocal, musical, and acting abilities. My dad planned this big family weekend for all of us to go up to the city to visit her on one of our rare weekends off. The plan was to go see Dion's show on the first night. Then the second day, we would spend the time in the city just shopping and spending time together, have dinner at this really famous New York City restaurant. And then that night, we were all going to go see Grease the Musical together. Um, Man, watching my sister on stage in her show had me just weeping with pride as she poured herself, just poured her heart out uh, from the stage. They, um, the actors all had to play instruments and just to know like my sister hadn't played an instrument up to that point, just seeing her hard work and dedication as she played these instruments and sang these songs, it was just so inspiring. The next day, all the girls went to Saks Fifth Avenue, and I spent what felt like hours perusing the makeup counters before heading back to our hotel to get ready for dinner and grease. My dad had rented us this fancy limo for the evening, and we were all just having the best time pretending to be celebrities in the big city. Uh, We went to dinner, and almost immediately after eating, something didn't feel right to me. Everybody else felt fine and seemed fine, but like, 
immediately after we left the restaurant, I was feeling sick. I knew that I had food poisoning, but I didn't want to ruin everyone's night and try to keep my nausea to myself. During Greece, I was feeling so nauseous and my stomach was hurting so bad, I ended up just laying down in my sister's lap and I missed the majority of the show. I do remember that Rosie O'Donnell was in it. I can't even remember. I think she played Rizzo. Uh, but I have this like vague memory of Greece, but then like falling asleep in my sister's lap, like trying to just breathe through my nausea and my stomach pain. When we finally got back in the limo, I knew I was going to throw up at any minute. I was laying on Dion's lap in the car and finally looked up at her, and it was like she just knew it was about to happen. She screamed at the driver to pull over, and I jumped out of the limo to find the nearest trash can or somewhere to throw up. Um, so here's a little bit of a vulnerable thing about me, just so you understand this story and why it was so traumatic. Uh, when I get sick, it's really violent. Um, and I can't always tell if I'm going to need a trash can or a bathroom or both, if you can understand what I'm saying. Um, I made it to the trash can, but it turned out that I needed both. And I went to the bathroom all over myself, just on the street in the city. I was sobbing and so embarrassed and I didn't want to get back in the car. Uh, it was the middle of winter and my sister was wearing this giant, like beautiful fur coat and again, looking like a movie star. Um, so it was like she just jumped into action and she found this bodega on the corner and went inside and convinced the owner to let her take her little sister to the bathroom. And... The guy was like saying no and she was like yelling at him. She was my hero in that moment and finally convinced the guy to let us use the bathroom in the back. It was so gross. Oh, it was so nasty. Um, but in that little bodega bathroom, she cleaned me up. She threw away my clothes except for my shoes and she wrapped my shaking self up in that big fur coat of hers. Uh, she was my hero. She told me I had nothing to be embarrassed about and that I didn't make myself sick, the food did. The other day I was cleaning out the garage with my husband and stumbled on this box of photos that I hadn't looked through in ages. I found a couple photos that my brother snapped that night with a little disposable camera that we were sharing for the trip. It really sent me down memory lane, remembering that traumatic moment and what my sister said to me. I didn't make myself sick, the food did. At that time, I was a child eating at a restaurant I didn't choose, but I think so often nowadays about my choices on where and what I eat. I'm not just talking about Joel and I trying to decide what we want for dinner. I'm talking about the places that I go and the things that I ingest to feed my spirit, soul, and body. That New York City restaurant was famous and people came from all over the world to eat there, but something about it wasn't right for me. How often do we fill ourselves with things that are popular just because everyone else is doing it, when the reality is it's poison to us? How many times have I fed my eyes movies or shows that do absolutely nothing to nourish me? How many days go by drinking the spirits of apathy and complacency when divine is standing before me offering me living water? Scripture begins and ends with meals. The fall of man in Genesis began with a meal that was poisonous to Adam and Eve. 
When Jesus spent his final days with his disciples before the crucifixion, he broke bread and drank wine and showed them how to partake of communion. Revelation ends with the marriage supper of the Lamb. All throughout scripture, there are verses upon verses about the importance of what we put into our spirits, souls, and bodies. I love the way Isaiah 55, one through three, reads in the New Living Translation. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink, even if you have no money. Come, take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. I know getting food poisoning in New York City and getting wrapped in a fur coat in a bodega by your big sister may not be something you've ever experienced. I would hope not. Uh, But I would guess that if you are listening to this, you've more than likely had your own incident with food poisoning. Now I wonder how many times have we all gotten food poisoning in our spirits, in our minds, or in our souls? How many times have we eaten where everyone else is eating when the truth is there's nothing there that can nourish us? There's nothing there that isn't poisonous to us. If you are in a place of reevaluating what you're feeding yourself in every area of your life, then why don't we pray this prayer together? Divine Creator, I come to you today for a drink of your living waters. I come to you starved for the food of your goodness. Meet me in my frailties and purge the poison from my spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional selves. I have lived too long seeking nourishment from places that are unhealthy for me, and I long for a fresh start. Change my appetite to despise the things that seek to destroy me and give me craving after craving for the meals that you have crafted to nourish my whole self. I deny the lavish banquets of the flesh and pull up my seat at the table of communion life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I will leave you with a quote from Ray Bradbury. If you stuff yourself full of poems, essays, plays, stories, novels, films, comic strips, magazines, music, you automatically explode every morning like Old Faithful. I have never had a dry spell in my life, mainly because I feed myself well, to the point of bursting. I wake up early and hear my morning voices leaping around in my head like jumping beans. I get out of bed to trap them before they escape. I hope this musing has given you a little something to think about too. Thank you so much for joining me today for Divine Musing. For more information, head over to www.rambocory.com. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash destiny makes music or on Instagram and Twitter at Des Rambo Music.